Hello everyone, uh, welcome to another episode of the 8-Bit Cast. Uh, I'm your host Benny and we're doing another Cocktail Club. Um, thank you everyone who gave me feedback on the last Cocktail Club episode I did with Andrew Natoli from the Solables. Follow him on Twitter at Calgary if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, the feedback was amazing. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I can't, I can't express that enough. Um, also, uh, yeah, uh, 8 bits going into 2021 and so this episode i got big papa daddy hungry himself from the hungry gamers the founder of 8-bit um captain of salt and pepper beards brendan 8-bit um brendan white uh he is a longtime friend of mine we've known each other now for 15 16 years we go into it a little bit in this episode uh we're drinking midori illusions uh, we go over a little bit of the recipe in the show, so uh, if you'd like to, go make yourself a Midori Illusion right now, or go buy some ingredients, come back, make yourself a drink, and join us and as we have a little bit of chat about uh, things in terms of making drinks and learning how to make drinks. Uh, we talk about how we've known each other for a long time and how we met and things like that. We talk about 8-bit and where it's going, what it's plans are for the future as well as we look back a little bit and just just reflect a little bit on the early days of 8-bit and how far it's come and uh we also talk about like what we have planned for or what we're excited about for video games this year so uh yeah i hope you enjoy the episode a little bit of housekeeping before we get into things make sure you follow 8-bit at we are 8-bit on twitter uh pretty sure you're already doing that if you're listening to this show but also we have launched a kofi uh, or coffee, depending on how you want to pronounce it. It's ko-fi.com slash weare8bit. No longer doing Patreon. Uh, so if you jump on with the Kofi, you can get all sorts of benefits. There's the uh, family portrait coming up for a one-off purchase. There's the founder's coin you can buy at the moment. But also we are having a brand new little... Um, uh, what do we call it? We, we're calling it an exclusive for Kofi. Similar to what the 8-bit cast was, except this time you can only ever get it on Kofi. Uh, so if you want it, you're going to have to sign up to Kofi to listen to it. It's called Is This Thing On? It's basically a show before the show. It's some 8-bit creators will record an episode out of this before they record their actual other podcast that you will get for free on your feeds. So worth checking out. Good little chats and just people riffing before they get into the actual recording that they're going to do for the night. So yeah, check that out. Um, but for now, grab your Midori Illusions. And uh, get ready to have a bit of a chat with uh, Brennan White as we start talking all things 8-bit. Much love. My mic is my mic is hot. Mic is hot. Much like Uranus. Not like right now. Chili. It was uh it was over the weekend. I can't remember what I ate, but um, because you had those wings, man. Last that's weekend. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm still probably recovering from those. Uh, <laughs> recovering devil wings. from those wings <laughs> that we had at Steampunk. <laughs> that was a great spot, though. It is a good spot, man. We definitely have to hit that one up again. Mm. Um, it's worth a night out, at least, anyway. Yeah, that's the oh. main thing. Yeah. Uh, so, is there anything you don't want to talk about? No. 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 Cool. I'm. Well, I'm easy. pretty. I'm pretty open and honest, like... Easy, yeah, like, cruisy, breezy, and... Yeah, fancy. like, if it 
depending on like, where we go, like, yeah, if, if anything gets a bit too too sensitive or whatever, I'll, I'll sort of let you know. But otherwise, I'm usually pretty pretty open with everything. Yeah, because like, half the problem I find with it is that, like, the, the concept of this is that we catch up for a chat over a drink. Mm-hmm. And... The problem is you and I catch up pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not much new that we don't know. So there's not much new that we don't need to talk about. So, but it's, it's still kind of cool that we get to like we're doing this over a video chat, even though we only live 45 minutes away from each other. Yep, <laughs> we got nice drinks, and we got some nice drinks going on. We got these Midori uh, Illusions, which is a fancy little cocktail. Actually, I should get the recipe out on my phone before I forget to, and we get too far into things. And um, man, I'm actually really. <sighs> enjoying it it's uh, it gets a nice tang going to it yeah it's, it's good like it's one of them lolly water cocktails like it's you can just drink a thousand of them and not yep. feel like you're getting drunk and then you stand up and you go oh shit i'm really drunk <laughs> <laughs> i remember necking a heap of these back in the uh the summertime down the south coast mm. oh it, it is a good summery drink too because it's got a lot of the fruity flavor especially the yeah. It might be the lemon juice I'm using because I'm tasting a lot of that lemon juice. Yeah, Ooh. like Midorian lemonade or Midorian Mountain Dew. It's like you're just drinking mm. gummy bears. Well, I actually discovered a new little trick because we've been planning to do this episode for two weeks. Yeah, about that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, about that. Couple weeks. So I bought the Midori and everything like that, and I, I tried one of these, and then I was like, oh, what else can I make? And I was like, well, I'm making a dark and stormy. What if I make like a a hailstorm because it gets a bit green? In the sky yeah. when you get a hailstorm. That was yeah, my yeah. thinking. That was my logic. So I was like, what if I mix Midori with ginger beer? Holy shit, that's a fucking tasty beverage. Okay. Well, it's, yeah. I've got ginger yeah. beer in the cupboard and now Midori. So mm. did you invent a drink called the hailstorm? Is that what well, you're Well, that's me? what I'm, I'm tentatively calling I'm sure there's something out there already, something similar. And there probably is another cocktail called the hailstorm because that's a damn cool name. Um, it is. Oh, but Midori. yeah, I was just like... Well, dark and stormy. What if it was green? That'd be a hailstorm, really. So yeah. That was my thinking behind it. But it's actually really, really tasty. I, I've had a few of them this week alone. I was like, oh, shit, do I need to buy more Midori for the night? I don't know. Midori is a deadly, deadly spirit because it is mm. easy drinking. Like, you can even... I wouldn't openly just want to drink it straight, but it's one of those ones you could without too oh, yeah. much pain Like because it's just super smooth. That melon liqueur... Is yeah, that, that's sort of what technically it is, right? A melon liqueur, Japanese melon liqueur. Yeah, yeah, Yum. yeah. So, and that's where it gets the name Midori from, is the you know because the Japanese word for green is Midori. Oh, there you go. So there Educating you go. the listeners at the same time—that's what I like to hear. Yeah. We like I, to inform people here at Eight Bit. I never knew that. Yeah. I feel more learned right now as I take a sip of my green <laughs> Japanese named liqueur. It is. It is. It's such a. It's such a. Yeah, I'm finding mine really tangy. It might be just the type of pineapple juice I'm using. I don't know. But, like, when I shook that up, it, it got a really nice head on it. I don't know if you can see that, but it's... Yeah, yours looks impressive. Like, mine's, yeah. mine doesn't have any of that. Like, I just had the, um, like, the long-life one-liter pineapple juice off the shelf. Like Golden the, Circle? Yeah, like... Yeah, that's pretty much... Because I bought that at the supermarket weeks ago just to stock up for my bar. And then... I stored it. Well, I I bought it at the supermarket, and then I stored it. That's the only pineapple juice they sell it like Dan Murphy. So I was like, "Well, I guess that's the only one I can really go with." Yeah, like I guess it means that it's it's good for mixing. Then if Dan Murphy's stocked exactly. it as well, 
But yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get the nice uh, white sort of foamy head on it. I've just got a lot of ice and a lot mm-hmm. of green stuff. Yep. Yep. It, it's still a tasty beverage, oh, it's though. It's so good. It's so good. Tasty, tasty beverage. But yeah, I, I've, like I was saying, man, I've got the thick and cream there already. I'm going to do some Midori splices, I think, this weekend. You're a bit um, fancy these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like getting a bit fancy. There's another one I've seen recently as well, which is like a, um, it's called a blue jellyfish. Okay. And basically what it is, it looks kind of like a blue lagoon, but they've put like cream or milk in it. And they've laid it and stirred it just enough that it looks like it's got jellyfish floating oh, in the blue water. God. Like I know we've, we've talked about it offline a lot, but I've got mm. such an admiration for proper bartenders like oh, it yeah. is an art form like it's a science and there's so much magic to it like people are like oh it's 20 bucks or whatever but it's like you watch the amount of stuff that goes in and yeah the maneuvers they're doing and the way they pour it and shake it and whatever else and it comes out and it's like this little liquefied piece of art like it's so good but there's a big difference between a bartender and a good bartender too like, oh yeah 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 100 like <laughs> You just start watching like these because I've started making these regularly as we've discussed offline as well, and like I'm watching all these like how to drink videos and shake and strain, um, Steve the bartender, and things like that, and watching all their videos online, and like I'm into I've gotten so far in now I'm like trying to go okay I need to buy this so I can make perfect clear ice and things like that because I'm all obsessed with mm-hmm. how to make clear ice is basically you have to insulate what you're freezing so it's only freezing from one direction so it doesn't yeah. become cloudy. I remember you explaining this to me the other day and it's it's that's another crazy thing. Like you just think yeah. ice is ice. <laughs> ice is ice. Frozen water is like, frozen water. Like Well, 100%. I mean, I still haven't mastered that yet, but it's at the same time I'm like, damn, that that's cool, pardon the pun, um, because it's just the science behind it as well. And then when you actually have that clear, crystal clear ice, it's just... That just looks baller. Yeah. It just looks really baller, especially if you're sitting in a nice little old-fashioned glass or something like that. It's just like, yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> oh, see, I completely goof now. Like, um, I was like, I made this shaker in just, like, my mason jar. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I need a glass to pour it in. And I, like, look through my entire cupboard, and I'm like, I've got glasses. I know I've got, like, a really nice, like, crystal glass set, like, the proper... Yeah the proper sort of whiskey glasses and the sour glasses and then I just gave up and thought I must have left them. So I've, I've got this in uh, one of my insulated coffee mugs right now. <laughs> and then I realised all my glasses are right near the booze where I grabbed the Midori and the vodka from We've anyway. We've kept all the just... alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Nice Next time. One. But this thing, the insulation is helping, you know. it's, it's still Hey, just it's going to keep the drink cooler. Mm. So, you know, that's it's going to do its job. Yeah, like, I mean, you, I'm, I'm not going to give you a hard time for using insulated coffee cup because I'm using a Macca's Coca-Cola glass. I saw that from the photo you sent me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say anything if he, unless he does. <laughs> but, I mean, like, to be honest, it's mostly just because my highballs broke on Christmas Day. Uh... Yeah, so I had two really nice highballs. I posted them on my Instagram story, um... At Ben McJ, if you feel like following me. Um, I won't follow you back. Um, He's a bit like that. I'm a grumpy shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But basically what happened was I got home from my mum and dad's from Christmas and I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm going to make myself a planter's punch, which is like um, rum and juices and all sorts of things. And it's delicious. It's like a really great, refreshing drink for a summer's day. And... um, 
I was like, cool, I'll make that, but it needs crushed ice is one of the things. So I'm sitting there, and I've got my highball sitting there on the table next to me, or on the counter, I should say. Mm. I get the breadboard out, I get the tea towel, I start smashing up on the ice with the uh, pin and everything like that to break it all up and get it all crushed. I'm like, sweet, that's nicely crushed, that'll do. So I start shoveling it into the glass and everything. I put it all in the glass, and I'm standing there, and I've put the glass down, and I turn, and I hear a pop. Just this really loud pop. And I turn back, and the glass has literally shattered, and the whole bottom has just broken off. Wow. From the glass. And I'm like, cool. Can't pour a drink into that now, because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just break glass in the Not in drinking the out of that today. <laughs> so all that crush, all that, I spent like last two minutes bloody crushing ice, and I was like, well, I can't use any of that ice, because I don't know if there's any glass in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's crazy. So that's how I broke the first highball. And like literally this glass, I just pulled it off the shelf. I'd made drinks in it. I put ice in it and everything before. No dramas. And I was like, God, okay, cool. So I get the other one out. I start doing the same thing. I make the drink. I actually enjoy the drink. I'm sitting there on the couch drinking it. I can't remember what I was watching on TV, but I'm sitting there. I just about finished it. I'm like, cool, finishing. And I rest it in my lap. And then all I hear... And I'm like, what? And I look down, and literally, I can just see this crack from, like, one side of the base to the other has mm-hmm. just formed. And I had, like, two tenths of stuff all ice sitting in the bottom of the glass. And this thing's just broken out of nowhere. And I was like, how have I broken two highball glasses? The only two nice cocktail highball glasses I've got as well. <laughs> yeah, like... So, my my immediate thoughts are just the reaction from the cold and the heat, but like if you've been drinking it a while, that glass like I've been sitting there drinking it for out. a good yeah. fifteen twenty minutes because like it's it's a nice cool refreshing drink that you can just sit back and sip and enjoy. And like I'm still using the same straw that I used for that nice metal straws because you know environmentally conscious. Yeah, yeah. Um, Better than but, paper straws, I'll tell you. My God. Oh God, that that shits me at the moment with Maccas too. Everybody's doing it now, and it sucks. Like mm. it's, I get it, but it just does not. Like it's a detriment to your drinking. I don't think they survive drinks very well. No, no. Like you always, if you go to the movies, you got to get two or three straws because they mm. don't last the entire runtime. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They're not going to last anymore. I, I don't know if it's a. I know it's definitely in Queensland law now that they've outlawed this, the plastic straws. So that's why yeah. we have it here, but I don't know about anywhere else in the country. Yeah, I'd say it's probably pretty similar, mm, especially with definitely. something like a McDonald's. That would probably be countrywide. Yeah, I think it is countrywide. It took them a while to enforce it here, mostly because I think they were just getting through the backlog of plastic straws yeah. that they already had. God, give them to me. I'll, yeah. I'll be like doomsday preppers. I'll keep thousands of them downstairs. <laughs> Mate, you've got a Macca's straw story too. I don't know if you feel like repeating it here, but oh. I remember you telling it on a podcast yeah, many did, moons ago. Did I did I share it on an 8-bit cast maybe? Was it on the gross one we did at PAX? It was a PAX one. It was a PAX one. But yeah. I, was, I don't think it was the gross PAX one. I think I think it was. I think because it no, was it you. No, it was NATO's Four Yanks One Aussie one that he did at PAX. Oh, it was that one. God, it's going back that oh. far. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Yeah. It's just, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe time ago. Maybe people hadn't heard it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, it's your embarrassment, man. If you feel like repeating the story. 
Well, I'm I'm open to for the sake of content, but uh, depends. <laughs> I don't want to derail the uh, the highbrow the highbrow discussion that is Cocktail Club. You know, I don't want to. I mean, not really super highbrow <laughs> <laughs> compared to the rest of the eight bit content there is. <laughs> well, this uh this story goes back to I would have been. 1617 back in the in the snowy mountains days and mm-hmm. uh growing up in kuma there's not a huge amount to do and this no. was uh this was peak jackass and cky and um the dudesons and all those Actually, types of peaks. i do have a question was this middle of winter it was middle of winter because that was oh, peak that was peak, peak ski tourist. season peak yeah. tourist season so so the town i grew up in it was nothing for nine months or say eight months of the year and then ski mm. season it was like a booming hub because it was like the mecca on the way to the snow fields and yep. it was, was the maccas between canberra and jindabyne yeah yeah the that only maccas so yeah mm-hmm. after after kuma to the snow field there was no maccas no kfc it was was a, quite the hot spot the old kuma town yep but uh yeah we were we were making our own jackass videos uh we had a little crew that we called ourselves spoonhead and um <laughs> We did this one video session one night where sort of I walked on into McDonald's and I grabbed a couple of the straws out of the old uh, stainless steel straw dispensers. Uh, got Don't a couple. Don't find of them. them anymore. You do not. You do not. There's probably a reason why. Maybe I maybe I gave somebody some kind of uh, you know poo-related <laughs> infection, and uh, you know that's what it's brought not COVID on these related, paper straws. It's Brendan's poo-related. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm indirectly responsible for these paper straws. So I guess it's karma. But anyway. Yeah, got got a got, got like three or so plastic straws, sort of put them down, but like down my butt crack between my cheeks, and sort of gave them a good little you know up and down, sort of make sure it got full coverage in my of my butt and my cheeks yeah. and the smells and all that kind of stuff. And then I uh, I gingerly, you know, with the, the the stainless steel straw dispenser, it has like that just that little lip, lip where yep. yeah, you sort of sort of finger the the space there, and the straw sort of falls out. So I. Yep. I thought ahead and I sort of just pushed those three in there. So they were like the first three. So no matter who was coming in to get a straw, they were going to get a bit of my ass on their lips. And yeah, um, yeah. so then we sort of sat off off sort of center from um, the, the drink dispensary area, had the video cameras going and just watched this poor schmo, you know, order oh. his large McChicken meal and grab, grabbed his Coke and went over to the dispenser, grabbed my ass straw, put it straight down into the drink. And then just proceeded to uh to sip away. No reaction. Like I was curious if it was going to be like a, like a you know what's that smell like? But no, he just sucked away and and walked away. And he was none the wiser apart from uh having a bit of my ass on his lips. And uh, oh poor sh- poor schmuck. Yeah, he went about his day, and uh, we got out of there laughing hysterically. And uh, and that's how SARS was born. Yeah, apparently <laughs> born in a sleepy town in the snowy mountains because of an asteroid but uh it had nothing to do with chinese viruses it was all it was all out of a sleepy snowy mountain town. yeah yeah so uh that that's my that's my straw story it's it's not a nice one um, no it's not you know a lot of people probably look at me with disgust after hearing that story but i was 16 17 i'm older and slightly less stupid now but uh you know, you've got to do things for the for the laugh sometimes. You've got to raise the bars. 100%. It makes me glad that Dudesons and Jackass weren't a thing when I was 16, 17, because I could only imagine the shit I would have done. Oh. Like, the worst I remember doing in that sort of vein was, like, doing the um, fire in the hole bit when you drive through the Maccas drive through and you throw the f- large Coke straight back through the driver's oh, window. Yep. yep. Yeah, that was probably the worst sort of thing in that sort of regards that I did. 
Yeah, that was, that was tough for, tough for Kuma because we only had the one at McDonald's and everybody knew everybody in Kuma. Anytime yeah. you did one of those fire in the holes, they'd just wait until they saw you on Monday or they'd call my mom and they'd be like, that fucking Brendan again, he threw a thick shake through the window, blah, 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 <laughs> you know? It's like you got nowhere to hide in these small towns. So everyone sort of just accepts it and, and tolerates it for the most part. I did it to the Bean Lee Mackers and then we went back there three days later and they're like, it was still in our school uniforms as well, which doesn't help. And I remember them saying like, oh, yeah, it was one of your guys from school. They threw the fire in the hole, rah, rah, everything. Like, oh, it's none of you guys. I'm sitting in the back going, oh, shit, fuck, yeah. don't recognize me because it was definitely me. Yeah, it was definitely not me, Mr. Um, Mr. Hamburglar. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then um, me, we drive off and my mates were like, you bought a fucking large? I'm like... Well, yeah, it makes more mess, dude. Like, yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound. Exactly. You, you, know, you got to make the impact. Yeah. You're making these people's lives. You're making their humdrum, boring workaday life exciting. I tell you what, it would have been exciting for two seconds and then, the, then they call poor Timmy to get the mop and buck and have to clean it all up. Like, the poor guy on the school yeah. internship. Yeah. <laughs> Earning his five twenty-five an hour. Oh dear! I mean, and that's how much you got paid back then too. Like it was mid two thousand. Well, it was two thousand for me. So yeah, yeah, that was my first uh, working at KFC. My first job because the Maccas didn't exist in town at that stage. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, five twenty five was my hourly wage. Big my bucks. First job was because I went straight out of high school. I went straight overseas for twelve months, lived in Finland, and then came back. Um, so my first job was actually a, I want to remember, I'm trying to remember if it was the movie extra first or if I was working at Subway first. I think it was Subway. They're and very I was a sandwich different, artist different for jobs. a grand total of four days. <laughs> what happened? It was, uh, you weren't, weren't enjoying eating fresh? What happened? It four wasn't days. so much that. I was actually quite happy. I was enjoying myself. The boss manager came over. She goes, I don't, I, I don't think you're really uh, cut out for customer service. I went, oh. Okay, no worries. Thank you. <laughs> Off I went. How mean is that? Four days and she's bloody. Yeah, she's doing like, that. it's my first job. Like shit. She's trying to tell people to eat fresh. You yeah. Know? I was trying to have a chat to them and I was being friendly while I was making their salads and things like that. But oh, I guess I was not the right kind of friendly. I've had some grumpy people serve me at Subway, so you must have been terrible if that was the case. You I must know. Have been well, that's very what I'm, angry. I'm thinking now. I, I think back on it after all the people that have served me at Subway. I'm like, wow, I must have been a real dick. Um, <laughs> like, cool. I'll just stand out the back then. I'll just sit there and yeah. I'll chop all the bloody veggies up and everything for them. Yeah. Oh, well. You had four days of experience. Four days of experience, and then I worked at. Um, I did the movie extras bit, and then I worked at Dreamworld for a bit. Nice. Yeah. Did, any, any notable roles? Any notable movies you're in as the movie extra? Anything you can, um, you can tell me? I about? was in two movies. Um, the first one was. Was it the first one? I might get these back to front, but it was called The Great Raid. Okay. It start. It had James Franco in it. Um, really. It was about a POW. It was actually filmed in Pimpama. Um, so Coast Locals, uh, Pimpermar, home of Dane Peavy, um, it was actually filmed out the back of Pimpermar and it was about a POW film where, um, the US Rangers came and rescued the Aussie, uh, troops from a Japanese war camp. Interesting. 
Yeah. Great raid. Yeah. I've never heard of that the one. Great before. raid. Yeah, and it was like the most successful <clears throat> prison breakout in World War Two because like there was no casualties to the Allied forces. Who did you play? I was a POW. <laughs> oh, nice. You were just sort of tied well, Basically, up. I was just, um, yeah, uh, scruffy-haired, uh, skinny guy in tattered clothes, number 755. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was an extra in that, and then the other one I was an extra in was there was a early 2000s remake of Pan. Was I think it was actually called Pan. It was either called Peter Pan or Pan. I is it the what the Hugh Jackman one? Not the Hugh Jackman one. This is oh, we're talking like early early two thousands. Okay. Um, might have just been called Peter Pan. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, I was one of the pirates. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. So I, I was literally. If if you look closely on one scene, I think you can see me. I, I've it's been a long, 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 long time since I've seen it. Um, but yeah, I was in one of the pirates on the on the deck, and that's. I think I was there for like a whole grand total of two days shooting. Nice. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, benefits of the Gold Coast, you get to get involved with some of that stuff sometimes. How did you become an extra? Were you like just walking around the mall one day and someone sort of said, yo. One of those things where you're just looking through the classifieds and they're saying, oh, we're looking for people for this film. And I'm like, shit, why not? I need money. Um, And like the Great Raid was good because it was multiple weeks shooting night sequences. So you'd be there all night long for like three, four nights in a row. And they were paying... So you get paid like back then like $600 for like three, four nights work. It was fantastic. Nice. nice. You freeze your nuts off. But it, was, <laughs> it was... Yeah, for what they were paying you, it was pretty cool. Well, you gotta, you got you to gotta get used to the elements if you're a prisoner of war. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, you, you gotta got to live the role. You know, method acting, isn't it? That's what they call it, where you sort of just become the... Become the you character. Become it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on like how you and I know each other because we've known each other for shit sixteen odd years now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe slightly longer, but it's it's a it's been yeah. a long time, long time. I was sort of eighteen, nineteen would have been when I first mm. met you. And you were yeah, because I was yeah 21 uh, no maybe 21 22 when i when i first met you because i just moved down to canberra and i was working for the same company as your old man yeah you were working for one of our local suppliers yeah direct alarm supplies owned by hills uh yeah i was there and you're at peak security peak security i don't think they're around anymore yeah i couldn't tell you didn't they i think so i couldn't tell you Mm, it was a long time ago yeah um but yeah and it wasn't like, we kind of clicked a little bit early from what I remember, but, like, we weren't, like, in the same sort of social circles. And I think it wasn't until, like, I saw you at a few gigs. Like, I went down to Kuma for some shows. Exactly, yeah. It's, um, and I was like, oh, fuck, I know you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had sort of the, the small talk and the, the banter of when you'd come into into the office and pick up yeah. gear and whatever. But, yeah, our paths crossed. I think you, you rocked up to a gig. I don't know if I was booking it or i had a band i was dealing with or something but mm. yeah you were just you just in the crowd and um i was in the crowd and just started started chatting from there and yeah saw you at more gigs and then we we went to a few gigs together and then I, you helped me out with a couple of gigs we put on on the back yeah, of like yeah. the the sound wave side shows and stuff and yeah bonded over music bonded over heavy bonded music. over a bit of heavy metal and yeah. hardcore music because that's, that's it. was the big thing around then it was like we're talking like 2006, 7, 8, 
nine sort of era then too. Yeah, like um, Aussie bands that were big back then. It was like Prom Queen were huge. Yeah, Parkway, Parkway, Parkway is still huge, massive. but like they were riding that trajectory in those years, and like yeah. Carpathian and Her Nightmare and all these cool Aussie hardcore and metal bands that a lot of them aren't around anymore, but. Yeah, there was good music, simpler times back then. It was simpler say. times back then. I, maybe we're just not hearing all the good tunes as much anymore because we're a little bit out of the loop because we got old and we just don't go to shows anymore. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last heavy show I've been to. Like yeah. the last show I've been to was Foo Fighters, <laughs> and oh, before wow. and before that, like probably the last show I was at before Foo Fighters was Taylor Swift. So I can't, <laughs> I can't talk too much. You really my, lost uh, your, your heavy cred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. T- take away my tough boy card because um, <laughs> I regret nothing going to those shows. But no, I, yeah, we used to go to heaps of gigs. It was like yeah. back in those days, it was just the but thing to do. And there was obviously there was it's not different much else now. on in Canberra to do anyway. Nah. It was just like go to shows. And like if there was a drought of shows, it was like, fuck, you just didn't see anyone for three, four weeks straight. And you're like, then there'd be a show and you'd all catch up again and have a drink and watch some tunes and yeah. Yeah, it's a Canberra's a good little hub like that because there's a few unis there as well. So they yeah. get a lot of touring bands through and they're playing every other night of the week because Canberra's mm. not like a main hub. It's sort of between that Melbourne, Sydney. So you get usually a weekday Canberra show Couple while they're trying to do the, the big cities on the weekends. I had a few weekday hangovers courtesy of weekday shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, and $5 Bundy and Rums. Bundy, Bundy and Cokes at uh, the basement in Delco. Yeah, God, that's it's such a beautiful shithole of a pub slash venue that place. Like, I don't know if it's improved at all since then, but I hope like, it hasn't, and I hope it still exists. And I would love to go back there yeah. <laughs> next time I'm in Canberra. Yeah, uh, seen a lot I of cool it. bands there. Like, I remember um, we booked a gig there. Like, Whitechapel played in there. Yeah, and um, like bands of that caliber coming through back in the day and. Yeah, can't, there was that. And what's, there was another place in Canberra that I used to always, the Jamison Inn. Jamison I was booking Inn heaps of shows really at the Jamo. Oh, man. I remember Jamison Inn, Agnostic Front. I copped an elbow in the pit, and it was literally like right over the left eye. And I've still got a little scar there. It's mostly faded now, so it healed up really well. But I got a little scar over the eye because it busted me open. I found my mate Greg, and I'm like, Hey, Greg, I think I'm bleeding. He's looked at me so, oh, fuck, there's just blood <laughs> pissing out of my eye. I'm like, oh, fine. I'm just, um, sure, if you say so, man. And we're right in front, dead center for, of the bass player, and he's, like, chucking us the bike to shout in for the hardcore verses and stuff <laughs> like that. So we had an absolute ball. I love the jammo and the basement and those sorts of venues. Potbelly was another one. Potbelly was good. Um, that one over in Arendale. Oh, I can't remember. You go over to Arendale, you get a Canberra kiss. Yeah. What was what was that venue called? Uh, it wasn't the club, was it? No. Green Room? The Green Room? Green Room, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good there too. But um, yeah, and that's that's a common thing, I think, around a lot of cities. There's so many good yeah. venues, like maybe not so much with COVID and stuff now. But yeah, live gigs and that music scene was always a good way to, to get out and about and socialize and, and have a good time. Definitely how I met people and made friends in Canberra too, because besides my cousins who were definitely not into the same stuff as me, <laughs> like I knew no one in Canberra when I moved down there. So it was, um, yeah, it was definitely how I got into the, made friends and met people and things like that. So anyone listening, if you move to a new town, just start going to bands, see shows and just, yeah. It's the only best, is 
the only advice I can really give, if you're going to move cities, yeah, especially when you're young. Yeah, I think um, especially this day and age where everything is social media and instant mm. gratification and stuff, it'd be cool to meet people the old school way. Yeah. You know, instead of, instead of these dating apps or Instagrams or whatever, like, yeah, go to, go to a gig, go to a bookshop, go to a cafe, go to a bar. Yeah. Just sit down, have a drink, listen to a tune or just, just chill out and say good day to people that way. Not in a oh, creepy way, though. You know, don't, don't just, just approach everybody and be all weird. Like, you know, go about the right way, but yeah. Yeah. Say hello when you're standing at the bar together, getting a drink and hey, you might hit it off about something or, or just make a funny joke about something as well and hopefully someone will laugh and then you can start talking to them. Exactly. Exactly. Simple things. Simple things. Yeah. Get them a couple of Midoris and uh, away you go. Uh-huh. A couple of Midori illusions. Um, Shout out to the Midori illusion, the, the sponsor of this episode. Yeah, damn straight. So, we probably should tell people how you actually make a Midori illusion. Mm. Which I was actually bringing up the recipe for before. Um, because it is actually a pretty simple drink. Yeah, I, I'm very um, thankful you gave me something that was very easy to make. Like I didn't didn't well, have yeah, to get like peaky egg whites or anything funky. Nah. It was just a couple <laughs> of ingredients, shake it up and pour it over ice. I, I honestly think with cocktails, the simpler it is to make, the better it is because you can just make it yourself. You don't have to go to a fancy bar to make it. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning about making these things now. I did spill Midori all over the bench though, so. Oh, that's bound to happen making yeah. cocktails yeah so uh to make one you will need 15 mils of vodka 60 mil midori melon liqueur 15 mil triple sec 30 mil pineapple juice 30 mil lemon juice shake over ice and strain over fresh ice into a highball glass and garnish with a pineapple wedge uh neither of us have pineapple wedges because I'm going to assume you're the same as me. You just didn't want to buy a pineapple for one wedge. uh, (laughs) Funnily enough, I actually missed the part about the pineapple wedge. So (laughs) I I would have bought it if I if I read probably down past. I just read the the ingredients list, and I'm like, the the directions will show me the rest. Like, so I just looked at those five items or whatever. Garnishes are optional. Garnishes are optional. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind chomping down on a bit of pineapple afterwards. I wouldn't mind either. It, It it's pretty good. The problem I have with garnishes is. When you're just making them for yourself, like buying a whole pineapple, yeah, for one or two drinks, it's a bit of a waste of money. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, like I don't buy much tinned fruit, so I don't know if you get the no. same experience if you buy like tinned pineapple. If it'd still taste, you get that like metallic taste. Yeah, in your fruit and veggies, if you're buying tinned things. So yeah, no, just over no. ice, just a lot of green stuff over ice today. That's it. That's it. So. Reason we made this is because I hit Brennan up and said, "What did you want to make?" And you said something sweet. And I said, "Okay, well, I'll let you decide." And he goes, "No, no, just just point me in the right direction, and I'll find something for you." I went, okay. So I was like, "Okay, something sweet, something sweet. What's a sweet drink that's colourful and fancy, free like Brendan?" And I thought, "Oh, Midori. What about Midori? You like Midori? Yeah, I love Midori. I love Midori." And it okay, just went okay. from there. And it just went from there. So I picked out the illusion. And it was it was a toss up between this and the Midori splice, but I figured the illusion was more up your alley because you are a bit of a magic man. I do like mysticism and uh, smoke and mirrors <laughs> and things like that. So uh, yeah, it worked well. And it's 
easy to make, super yep. delicious, super delicious. And I, I can't remember the last time I drank Midori, but it feels like maybe a decade ago. But then yeah. having a sip, it feels like it was 10 minutes ago, if that makes sense. Because it's just yeah. it's got such a distinctive taste amongst like a it lot does. of the, the alcohols. So the second it hit my lips, I'm like, oh, hello there, little green friend. I forgot about you. <laughs> you Welcome back into my life. <laughs> yeah, I might uh, start making some splices this week too. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, that's why I bought the cream because I was like, oh, if I, if I don't make a splice, I'll at least make myself a white Russian and I'm going to have myself a fantastic time. I remember um, back in the younger days when we were drinking a bit of Midori, we'd actually buy the splice ice creams and sort of blend them up with Midori and just go oh, lazy that way. And it worked clever. pretty well. That's actually pretty clever. I don't mind that. That's yeah. that's pretty smart. I, I, I pay that one out. I, yeah. I reckon... Um, it's not a bad way for the young people to go. It's like, oh, we'll just buy a box of splices and a bottle of Midori. We don't have to buy all the other ingredients. Yep, yep. Cut out Problem all the solved. all the hard work, just blended it up or shook it shook it into oblivion and drank it from there. It's uh, nice. but it's it's a very forgiving liqueur. Like you can mix mm. it with anything and it'll taste nice. Like lemonade and Midori is gummy bears, as I said, and same as um, Mountain Dew. Yep. Like you can drink this stuff, uh, and you know you don't even realize you're drunk until. You, six you, or seven you stand in. up to make another yeah. one. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hold this. I'm just going to sit down for another minute. <laughs> just give me two seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so okay. tasty, though. Fantastic little beverage. But, yeah, the um, so I hit you up about that. Um, we've got you organized for that. And originally I was planning on having Peter Wilco Wilkinson uh, from Ultra Super Mega for episode two, uh, but due to his busy, busy, busy life uh, as a courier, postman type delivery person, family man, family all that man, stuff. The, the man doesn't sleep. I don't know how he fits everything in. I swear he doesn't sleep, and then he's still streaming every now and then as well with his racing and doing his Tom Clancy podcasts and stuff like that. So um, we will get Peter on. Uh, on a later episode, mm-hmm. um, that is the plan. So we we can organise for yourself. Um, as like I said at the start here, it was like it's kind of hard to have a catch up conversation with you because we talk pretty regularly. We we stay in touch pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, we literally went out for drinks, not this weekend, just gone, but the one prior. Yep. Uh, catch up with Cruzy and Dane at Steampunk Bar. Um, so. It's kind of a bit tricky to have a bit of a catch-up, but I thought I should hit you up about 8-Bit and what the new direction this year is because it has taken a bit of a, let's say, recalibration of the brand. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's it's refocused. We're re-looking at, you know, scaling back to build up again to, you know, get some more... I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, but it's just to, like I said, refocus, recalibrate what the brand is and where it moves forward from here. And what was the decision making <laughs> for yourself? And I know you did discuss a lot more of this with Ali and Jono um, about where it was going. What, what was the decision making process in your head of where, why you wanted to go this way? Um, I, I just think, like, it's, it's not that we lost sight of what the brand I think is or was or could be or however you want to define it like that. Mm. I just think 
we 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 had so many people involved in so many podcasts like when like when it all boiled over and we sort of um parked it uh in the in the state it was at the end of last year we had 18 different podcasts like 25 different people all great people, all great shows. Like, so it wasn't a, a decision where it was like, I just can't work with these people or I can't stand the content they make. It's not that at all. It's just, I think the more people you get involved in a creative uh, opportunity or business or, you know, family or whatever you want to call this, mm. um, the the more then the, the meaning sort of gets lost, I think. And when you're trying yep. to have... You know, we've all got we've all got busy lives and everything else going on. Like this is just our hobby, you know. And and people then also have other hobbies on top of this, and you've got other hobbies, and I've got other hobbies, and so on yep. and so forth. It's hard to have everybody on the same page. Yeah, and, and it 100%. felt like there was people on different pages and different books, and you know, a lot of that. You know, full hand ups probably on me for not getting in it's there. It's hard and to pushing wrangle that enough. many people together as well. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like we're working in an office environment. We're scattered. Not just around the country, but around the globe. Exactly, exactly. You know, so there's several people over in the US. There was people from all across Australia on this thing. Um, did we even have a Kiwi? Um, nah. I think at one point there was. Well, I, I, I might be misremembering, but yeah, like we, we'll take them. That's what Australia does anyway. We'll say we'll, we'll just take them. Yeah, we have some Kiwis, definitely. But um, um, yeah, I think it just got a just a little bit bit muddy. And, yep. um, you know, there was people that were all in on, on I guess, the, the 8-bit vision and direction of where we want to take this. But then there was other people focusing on their own stuff, which is fine. You know, as I said, mm-hmm. that's that's what we wanted them to do. We weren't, when we're bringing everyone in, we weren't doing it to say you can't do what you're doing or making the content that we think is great and you don't have to fall in line. It was just, you know, you're under this big umbrella now. But, yeah, it was just too much push-pull and it was hard yep. to see when some people were all in and then others were in sometimes and others weren't in at all, but then jumping in when it suited. So it was just like, let's just, let's just sort of call it here. You know, yep. let, let's go and reflect on what we were doing. That was really that got us here in the first place, really. So, and that was, you know, making good content mm-hmm. with good people that was focused and we, we didn't have a million shows and we didn't have a million people. We just had a, a good core group of people uh, all having fun and able to, to sort of jump in and, have a joke and be serious and share their insights on whatever the podcast or the video is. And that's what we wanted to really do is bring it back to, back to sort of square, square one, you know, get back to grassroots, back to a few years ago when it was only a small handful of us and we were, you know, making a lot of good content and there wasn't all the other semantics going on in the back end. And as I said, like Mm. that's, it's no, there's no, like, don't hear what I'm not saying anybody that's listening to this like this was yeah. purely just a decision there's no there's no area in the gray that you can try and unearth that there's some fighting on conflict like i still love no. everybody and everyone else still loves everybody and rah 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 it's just the brand sort of was just um getting less focus from the people involved and when there's people representing the brand that aren't as in as others it sort of i think reflects poorly on the ones that are all in yeah so it was yep. just let's let's scale it back let's scale it back Core group of people, core group of shows, same side of con, uh, same sort of concepts, but you know, just staying hungry, staying humble. You know, that's sort of the yep. 
the phrasing and the branding and the mission statement, you know, we're, we're humble in what we do, but we're hungry in what we do. You know, we just want to make good content for ourselves, but also for all our fans and friends and fans that have become friends through this journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. And like, actually, I do have a question. Like if we go back to those early days, do you miss the writing side of things that we used to do? Um, yes and no. That's the same sort of response I was going to have. If, yeah, yeah, like, I, I like I like to write and I like to be creative and mm. we've got a lot of talented people in 8-Bit that are great at writing and are very creative as well, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's then just another potential thing that you've got to try and juggle and another yeah. thing you've got to maintain and, and moderate. And, and that was the thing because you and I were editing a lot of that stuff and we'd send stuff back and forth between you and I during our work hours as well most of the time. And yeah. we're like, I'm sitting there at the toilet, like hiding in a bathroom. So we go, I'm just going to quickly read this document and fix these spelling mistakes. Uh, this sentence here doesn't make sense. All right, I'll fix that back to Brendan and he'll pump that out. <laughs> yeah, so it was, like, it was great. And, you know, there's potential to, to bring some of that in in the future. Like maybe mm. my thought process with the writing is when we're doing the video, like a video review, like a formal one, Yep. Usually you're writing out a script to read over, so maybe we could just That's release that script as the written pieces for now. Like, yeah, I don't really want to be write, writing just uh, opinion pieces too much. I, I prefer just to be able to jump on a podcast, say my piece, and then get out of there instead of having yeah, to write it done. and make it nice and structured and yeah, whatever. But it comes down to time. A thousand you know? percent, it, yeah, because that's that's the one thing that. I find I struggle to maintain these days is just having the time to do things. Yeah. And when I do have time, I'm too exhausted to actually want to do it. Yeah, like um, there's only so many hours in a day and there's only so mm. many hours of those that you have the energy to function and be able to give it that 110%. So scaling it back and just having this rotation of shows allows us to, to keep that quality high, that energy level high. Yep. And we're also not overreaching, you know, like I, we made a lot of promises over the last few years with these expansions, and I think we we delivered on most of them. But I know there's a few where it's like, oh, we were going to have X amount of weekly videos and X amount of this and that. Yeah. It's like you don't want to overextend because you know you have the best intentions, but life and everything else gets in the way, and you put it, you push it back, you push it back, push it back, and then by then you're like, shit, I've got eight things I've got to catch up on now mm. that I said I was going to get done. So. With this rotation now, like we're still like this week alone, we've got five unique bits of content dropping this week. So we're yeah. getting a lot of content coming out on, on the weekly. Like from the rough numbers we were doing before this sort of relaunch, we're going to have over 200 pieces of content released in 2021, which I think is pretty great, you know, for, yeah. for a small group of people. That's a lot of work and a lot of, let's, lot of let's energy. Let's just actually clarify that as well it's a small group of people that are also working full-time jobs on top of doing this yeah and then this is a side project for all of us yeah it's a side project we all care about we all love and fuck if we could all do it for a full-time job and gig we would do it in a heartbeat um but yeah it's it's something we're doing as a side project hobby that we love and I, i i think when we listen to our own content like when I listen to THG or uh, putting in work, comedy rewind, hoops, uh, whatever it happens to be, I can hear that we actually give a crap about what we're doing. Yeah, and that's you know? the big thing, man. Like the second my passion, my passion wanes, and 
I'm on a podcast and like I have this moment where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I don't yeah. care. You know, the second that happens, the second I'll probably be like, so that'll back. be once you've taken a few more sips and you're out of <laughs> alcohol right now. Yeah, I'll be like, what am I doing here? I've got to go to get another drink, you know? Yeah, but like, it. yeah, it's, you got to enjoy what you do and, and life's yep. hard enough. So if you're not enjoying the stuff you're doing outside of your nine to five, brain-numbing work that most of us have mm. to do what are you doing it for like exactly enjoy it have fun with it and that's what i love about it is that we can jump on and yet yeah, we're recording a podcast but like i love that it's just me and my mate having a chat right now or you know yeah ali and i who are mates having a chat or you and john are having a chat like we're all friends and the yeah. fact that we can come together as friends and make this kind of weird audio-based art that people tune into and enjoy it's it's really humbling and and that's what sort of keeps me moving forward yeah and i think that like it is one of those things that thg just just hit at a perfect time in australian podcasting as well because it was just this thing where it's like hey at to start with it was three guys that love video games from sydney talking shit and at the time that wasn't really anything else out there in terms of podcast video game podcasts in australia there's the one that i can think of off the top of my head was the ign pubcast yeah and that was a fortnightly one but other than that there wasn't really a lot i was on flashpoint back then but even that was monthly if you were lucky yeah it's um (laughs) it was crazy like the only other one that was sort of kicking around at around the same time, there was the um, Party Loaded, I think, started about 20 yeah. episodes before us out of WA. Reset and came not too long after. Reset came after OK us. Games. OK, okay Games. Um, yeah, OK Games. They changed Ga- their name a few times. Yeah, now <laughs> they're, they're story. God, story mode, I think. Story mode, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Josh and Lauren and, and that crew, they started... Mm. Maybe a few weeks after us, same as NPCs, yep. like we all and yeah, uh, inconsolables. We all sort of started at the same time, but yeah, there wasn't really many people around in the AU scene, or at least that I was aware of. Like there was yeah, yeah. party loaded. The Gap podcast was around for a, it's been around a thousand years. That's the longest serving one I'm aware of. But mm. yeah, we were sort of the the first of this new school bunch of like just banter focused gaming podcasts and um yeah. yeah it was cool to come up at the same time as as these other peers we just mentioned exactly and it was just one of those things like i said it was just at the right time where it just clicked really well and then ali joined very early in the piece too like was it episode eight that was i think it was seven or eight yeah it was it was yeah. in the first and first 10 episodes she jumped on one of those two seven or eight she was on and mm. she was on here and there and then after maybe 10 or so episodes down the line, she became a permanent fixture and we had like yeah. other people rotating in and out. And yeah, it was, was crazy using that little Sydney office of mine at the time as a recording <laughs> studio. Hey, it wasn't a bad little recording studio. It was a good little setup. It was like, hey, let's just sneak in on the weekend. We yeah. just quickly do a bit of a record and then we'll go grab some lunch. Yeah, no, it worked out really, really well. <laughs> too well, I think. <laughs> Probably too well. But I, I think it just captured a really good energy and it came out perfectly and um, it's actually been a pleasure just being a part of it even though I've played a very small role on the podcast side of things. But nah, it's, I, behind the scenes, doing the behind the scenes stuff and working with you guys as well. And to say that you and Ali 
and to a lesser extent dream and um race as well like you're all very cl- good friends of mine now uh where i knew you previous i didn't know dream and reese from a bar of so yeah never met ali and like yeah i i consider all of you really close friends now as well it's just one of those things where i think it's been really fascinating being a part of it and just seeing how it's gone even though i'm i'm a little like i said i'm a bit more behind the scenes than what most people would be aware of um it's still been really kind of cool just watching and being okay i know what's going on here and everything like that and just yeah it's been an interesting experience to say the least yeah you've been you've been a good sort of uh moral compass here and there when i've sort of bounced ideas off you and mm. you know is this a good idea is this bad should we do this should we do that you have i don't think you've, you've steered me wrong that i can think of or at least it wasn't that wrong that i hold a grudge on it right now i can't remember but <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been good. Like, and as you said, the the friendships that come out of it, like, mm. and then the extension of that is, you know, the the NPCs, like, yeah, like, again, another couple of boys who I consider like a couple of my best friends. Like, I play a weekly D and D game with those boys now. Yeah, you know, they're like absolute legends. And I remember just randomly like messaging them on like Twitter or Instagram when they first started up, and we're just sort of talking about podcasts, and then met them at uh, Spawn Point, like this dingy mm. gaming bar in Sydney and just sort of connecting with them straight away and connecting with Andrew and Paul at Inconsolables and Sammy Deej yep. when he joined them a bit later on and stuff like that. Like there's just so many good people in this scene. And um, Yeah, it makes what we do so much better. like 15 times on this episode. But it, it's, it's because everything that we're talking about is, I, I agree with you, so, so strongly that we have met all these incredible people and everything in this industry. And I think that's one of the best things about this Australian community and this podcasting community in Australia as well is even if like I, a good example is probably Ryan Betson. I didn't know Betson until late 2018. I want to say is when I first met Betson and I got to talk to him and things like that and we bonded over wrestling because that's when I was doing 8-Bit Mania as well and he was a guest on 8-Bit Mania um, but again another person in the gaming community I've listened to their show and I've, I've joined them for their live recordings and things like that a couple of times now as well and it, again another great person in this community it's just you just have to take a couple of minutes out of your day and you can find some really really fantastic people and mm-hmm. I think 99% of people in this little community that has been fostered. We should give some shout-outs to uh, Pez as well because he did the whole AGPN thing, which kick-started a lot of that community building as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, it it's shown that there are a lot of really great people in this community and a lot of us all really want to work together and make each other better as well as, you yeah. know, and I think that's we're one not, thing. We're not competing against each other. We're all trying to lift each other up, which yeah. I think is one of the best best things about it. <clears throat> that's what all these content creators, you know, ourselves included, need to keep in mm. the forefront of our mind is that, yeah, you helping this person's not gonna they're not gonna steal your viewers or your subscribers no. or your listens. You know, just just do good by people, and they'll for the most part do good by you. And yeah, to be simple. honest, we're not making that much money off this shit anyway. Yeah, we, we can't retire. Like, no one's retiring. <laughs> no one's buying Lamborghinis around here. Like, I'm still buying lotto tickets. <laughs> I, I need to buy a lotto ticket. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, just be good. You know, don't be mm-hmm. a dick. 
you know, if yep. someone needs a hand or if there's something you know that you see someone on social media struggling with, whether it be audio or video mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, if you, can, if you can add some value, yeah, just say, yeah, I can give you a hand or mess him like, what do you need? Yep. You know, it yep. costs nothing to be a good person. No, costs nothing. Yeah, and if that person turns you around to be a dick to you later on, well, then karma's going to get them, so don't worry about it. That's it. That's it. Just just keep your head up. Keep yeah. moving forward. Don't worry about it. Just keep... Yeah, exactly. Keep your head up. Uh, it's actually funny. You mentioned the, like, helping someone with... Because that's how Miss Lalante from Inconsolables... That's how I actually met her or first interacted with her was yeah. helping her set up an Elgato for uh, stream capture in the Twitch Brisbane Discord. Oh, wow. For their tech support channel. <laughs> <laughs> and then she happened to join the Inconsolables. I was like, oh, you know the Inconsolables? Oh, shit. And like, we kind of... Yeah, so there you go. Small world in this little community that we've got, but yeah, it's 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 a special place. So if you are listening and you are a part of this community, try and keep it a special place as well, because I yeah. think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of other things I wanted to talk to you about is one gaming wise. Mm-hmm. Um, how how are you finding gaming in twenty twenty one so far? <sighs> um, you played some Diablo. Yeah, I finally played a Diablo. It's it's weird. I've I've been playing games that have been out for many many years. So yeah, I, I clocked Diablo <laughs> three in the DLC. Uh, played a heap of LOL the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Been playing a heap of Apex Legends the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. But then I've also uh, like rolled credits on Hitman three. I yep. need to need to finish the medium. I've been playing Cyberpunk a little bit here and there. So I, I think it's good. Like yeah. We we can't. I don't think we we can complain too much considering the world's on fire and we're still getting game releases and movie yeah. releases and stuff. Like, there's bigger things to worry about than a game getting delayed. Like, I know the cyberpunk thing was quite the debacle, and you know a lot of people yeah. we know personally are still dealing with bugs that have just completely ruined their experience. But mm. yeah, I, th- I think game has been pretty good. I've been I've been getting my gaming in. I've been watching more television than playing games lately. I've been binging so much stuff. Yeah, and it's like I, I told you the other week. I, I finally got myself a Series X, and what's the first thing I do? Yeah, you watch anime. Watch anime on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, I was, I was for the listeners' sakes, I was downloading um, the Valhalla texture packs for Valhalla, yeah. and I had other video games da- like queued for download as well. I was like, what am I going to do while this is all downloading and installing? Yeah. I'll watch some anime. Yeah, that's um, fair. You know, you were multitasking. Exactly. I was just trying to do something else with my time. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting at a screen. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. Like I've been playing. I just rolled credits on Ori and the Blind Forest this last weekend, so I never actually finished it properly when it first came out. Okay, it's a very um, special game. Very special. It is game. a special game. So I I rolled credits on that. And I went back and I hundred percent of the entire map. Nice. That and would I looked have at taken what other a bit achievements of work. are outstanding, and I went, "Huh, one whole playthrough in one life? Yeah, not happening. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Uh, speed run it th- under three hours. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Um, I think I'm done with that one. I'll start Will of the Wisps now. <laughs> so it's so started, great. It's so I started great. Will of the Wisps on the Series X now, and I'm, I'm having a ball with that. Um, because I, I did use that as my basis for trying out XCloud. Ran really well. Talk to you about yeah, and it runs surprisingly. I 
The first thing I did when I actually got xCloud running on my phone was I just said, holy shit, it works. It actually works. And it works really well. Um, so, yeah, just have that and Game Pass and things like that at the moment, I think it's just fantastic for gaming. We're very spoilt. We are. This day and age, like this era. Wonderful. Yeah, we're very spoilt. With these subscription-based platforms now where you can get a gajillion games at your fingertips mm-hmm. instantaneously, like imagine hearing about that as a kid where instead it was oh, yeah. 100 $120 bucks maybe for a game back yep. in the day and there wasn't a huge amount of like there was games like a lot of games coming out throughout the year but being in a small town at our retrovision it was the only place that sold video games mm-hmm. in, in in town so stock was limited variety was even less so it was always tough to try and get new games unless you went to canberra to get them so yeah to have mm. it all just there to download instantaneously now is bonkers it's fantastic i remember we used to only get Nintendo games when we went to Maya mm-hmm. at Pacific Fair because Dad used to work there so he could get a staff Ooh, employee discount. Nice, nice. So that was the only way we could get a video game and we would not go there very often. And if Mum and Dad were going there without us, we would we were none the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up on Tambourine Mountain where it was like 30, 40 minutes to get there by car. Yeah. It's- yeah. Keep that on the down low. Avoid buying those games for you too often, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> cheeky, cheeky. Nah, but oh, still wasn't a bad childhood. I'm not going to complain too much about it. We we both grew up to be reasonably decent human beings. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. Put straws in uh, their butts. Yeah, I, I owned it. <laughs> I admitted to it though. I did it. That's it. I did it. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, yeah, so I think gaming this year is doing pretty fantastic. Uh, is there anything you're super excited for? I'm going to guess Village. Yep, Resident Evil Village. Um, mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, the sequel. Mm-hmm. Cannot, cannot wait for that. And maybe God of War if it comes out this year. I think You reckon we'll get it this year? They've talked about it this year, but they haven't talked about it since. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it roll into 2022. And I wouldn't complain because... It's a special game, and if they need to take more time, so be it. Um, yep. Also, uh, Halo Infinite. Curious to see if mm-hmm. it's going to be worth the anticipation and the hype. And if by anniversary of Halo this year too. Uh, yep. So there's some there's some sort of strategy as to why they probably pushed it back to the back end of this yep. year to coincide with that. And then if we get like um. Like that 12 seconds, that indie game looks pretty cool. That looks really, really cool. Really cool concept. Uh, Deathloop, mm-hmm. uh, the Arcane Studios timed PlayStation exclusive looks really cool. Um, and then if we maybe see if like Hellblade 2 drops this I doubt it's going to drop this year, but who knows? Maybe at the back end of the year it was would a be cool. launch, well, it was an announcement title. Yeah, yeah. So... I would like to see it this year. Yeah. I hope Ninja's well and truly into it and they've got it lined up for the end of this year. Well, they've said they're not making any more new enhancements to that Bleeding Edge game they released. They're just solely focusing on um Yeah, I think Hellblade, Bleeding Edge so. just uh it was it was a fun little game, but I don't think it had much substance. No. No, I I had my fill after about 10 rounds. I'm like, "Yep, it's enough for me." Yep. But yep, yes. fun. I'll move on to the next one. It's good stuff coming out this year. 
I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. And we've got the uh, in-house uh, gaming draft as That's well. true. Yeah, we need to um, tee up a time in the next couple of weeks to see who drafts mm-hmm. the best team and get mm-hmm. that underway. If anyone takes Stray, I'm going to murder them. <laughs> I am Cat Dad in the 8-bit community. That's true. All right. That's true. I don't, I'm trying to think if anyone else in 8-bit has cats. I don't think there is anyone John else. John has got cats. a dog. Ali doesn't have any pets at all. Tilby doesn't have any pets. Screamus? I don't know what Screamus has got. Maybe. I don't think he's got a cat. Mm. You are you are the cat daddy. I am the cat daddy. Um, don't hold that against me. I do like dogs as well. <laughs> I used to have dogs. I just can't have them where I live. Yeah. Um, and Loki's pretty cool. Loki's a good cat. He's a good boy. Um, he's a mischief maker, but he's a good boy. True to name. Um, hey, well, actually, he, um, he helped me uh, track down and kill... Several cane toads this last week. I fucking hate cane toads. I hate yeah. them. I hate, hate them. The, they're the biggest pest in this country. I, I get terrified anytime there's any near the house because obviously they can mm. make your pets sick or kill them. Exactly. So, it's one of my biggest fears. But basically, it's a combination of sitting with the back door open, so just the screen door closed. Yep. And all of a sudden, I'll just see Loki, boom, like, latch himself to the screen door he's (laughs) suspended in the in the fly screen and it's right oh shit something's out there turn the light on and three times over the course of three or four days um yeah so i think it was i want to say it was thursday thursday night friday night saturday night so thursday night i found one i I got a good swing at it, but I didn't find it. And then I saw it in the next morning on my way out to work. Yep. It was dead in the um, street. That's good. So that was the first one. Friday night, I saw one and I was chasing it and it got under the fence and went into the neighbor's yard. So I told the neighbor about it and I'm hoping he got it. I still haven't talked to him since. Fingers crossed. Um, well, he's got kids and a dog as well. So that's why I was like, oh, yeah. shit, better tell him. Um, and then Saturday night, I got two in the one night. I got one, and then all of a sudden, he's climbing the, f- the screen again. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Walk out, oh, shit, there's another one. God, I, I hate <laughs> them, man. I hate them. So I got them both with the uh, the shovel and the pickaxe. So they are, they are a big pest. They really are, and they just serve no purpose at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't keep insect populations down, yep. really, to, to make quality of life any better they're just horrible introduced, introduced species, species that, that can yeah. kill animals like you know, there's nothing yep. good about them yep 100 percent. and they uh, yeah like yeah because you grew up down south you haven't really lived up this way very much so you never really had to deal with them until you came up here no this here. this was my first experience since i moved up here this was yeah my first go around with cane toads and i hate them i hate them yep. like i don't get too many Around my place, but after it's been raining, they usually sort of start to uh, rear their little ugly heads, and I just got to be mindful. Do like a bit of a scout around the backyard every day, and stuff when you like take that. the dogs out, just make sure that the you keep an eye on them for a few minutes until you're like, okay, there's nothing around. Yeah, yeah, and like mm-hmm. when I take them walking and stuff, just you know, you see some of them on the path sometimes. Just got to make sure I keep the doggos at bay in that regard, because yeah. Mm-hmm. Winston, not so much, but Bentley, you'd probably be very curious and try and have a little chomp on him or a lick, and yep, that's the end of him if that's the case. Yeah, he's a little unit too, so yeah. he'll go straight for it. Yeah, I hate he him doesn't though. take no shit, that Bentley. Nah. <laughs> no, not at all. 
Oh, and how are the doggos before we wrap up? They're always good. Um, I yeah. don't, you probably wouldn't have been able to hear it through the mic, but Bentley, like I've got studio room door closed and then the hallway door that's, that sort of breaks this room away from the rest of the house shut as well and occasionally hear him like claw and pushing out it to try and get in. So, yeah. yeah, he's just making sure I haven't abandoned him and, and his brother. But no, they're good. They're good. Uh, gave him a oh, wash, gave him a bath this morning. Um I just bath like I, I just bath them or shower them in my ensuite shower now. It's so much easier because yep. there's so much room. Just toss them in, give them a wash each, dry them off, and then toss them out. But uh, yeah, they're good. Dogs, dogs, or pets in general—they're just the best. It's just better company than most humans. That's for damn sure. Yeah, true that. Yeah. True that. <laughs> uh, that's what I actually miss about having a small dog is that Lily, my mini dachshund that I used to have, um, she can't jump out of a tub she's too small her legs do not let her jump so it's like you're stuck there now you might as well yeah. enjoy a bath yeah <laughs> poor little things so she's not a big she, fan of the, the bathing as well no nah, she was not a fan at all really and actually neither of the dogs were chino as well um chino could jump out because she was big enough but um yeah, a pair of them hated it. And it's like, well, Lily, you don't have to have it as often because your hair is quite short. Yeah. Chino, sorry, you stink. <laughs> <laughs> you stink. You long-haired little diva. Yeah, you need some, you need some loving. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, thank you so much for joining me and having a drink with us and having a bit of a chat and a catch-up and letting people know about, you know, 8-Bit and what we want to do and how it's why it's progressing the way it is this year yeah dude it's um it's always a pleasure jumping on and uh riffing with you whether it be on a microphone or or off off a microphone but um yeah yeah it's, it's business as usual with what we're doing here it's just uh coming at you in a more compressed structured focused format so we've got regular content you know it seems it looks like we have minimum four pieces of new content dropping every week uh, sometimes yep. more depending on the release cycle. So, yeah, there's plenty of stuff to listen to or watch or check mm-hmm. out on them socials. So uh, just, just keep supporting us however you want to and that'll be that'll be yep. pretty awesome. Anything you want to plug before we move on? Um, let's hit us up on them socials. You know, obviously we are 8-bit on all them platforms. Yep. You can find us there. But uh, outside of that, if if you can support us or throw a couple of, couple of sort of coins in the 8-bit well, uh, yeah, Kofi.com or co-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit and uh, you can uh, chuck coffee. us a... Yeah, coffee, but it's... Yeah, Kofi is how you pronounce it, like Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston? Kofi Kingston. So Kofi... It's actually it's actually Rumble Night and I've only watched the first Women's Rumble so oh, far this evening I've watched the whole pay-per-view in a compressed format already. So uh, I'm excited yep. to talk to you once you've finished your viewing, but... Yeah. yeah, if you can support us on there, you get access to exclusive podcast. Uh, is this thing on, which is not getting released anywhere else mm-hmm. apart from on Kofi, and you also get two weeks early access to shows like this fantastic eight bit cash slash cocktail club, and also yep. access to monthly giveaways. And you can also be part of the eight bit family portrait Star Wars theme this year, so you can maybe mm-hmm. get done just like Princess Benny in the background of your Zoom there. <laughs> I've already got a Princess Benny, so this year I'm going for Darth Revan. Sorry, I've called dibs. You have called dibs. That has been immortalized. And, uh, yeah, just uh, once you upload those photos, it'll start to yep. get done because he started on the yep. first three as of today, I think. So, Ooh, 
Yeah, yeah. it's keen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, ko-fi.com forward slash we're 8-bit if you want to support us that way. That'd be awesome. But if not, just keep mm. listening, keep subscribing, keep chatting to us yep. on them socials. That's more than enough. Drop some reviews, hit us up with some uh, questions or whatever, and we're glad to answer them. And we we really do appreciate everyone listening and taking the time out of the days to, you know, hit us up or review us or whatever. It, it even just again just listening, it's it's just a pleasure to know that you guys are out there and having a download and having a listen. Yeah, no, hundred percent means the world. And um, yeah, thanks mm. to everyone that's doing that or is going to do that in the future. We love you. Yep. Well, thanks for joining me, Brendan. Mate. Hope you enjoyed making yourself a Midori illusion, and I'm going to guess you're going to make yourself a few more over the next few days. I think you are correct in that in that <laughs> thought process because this one's empty, so I might even make another one right now. Make another one right now. Mine's got one more mouthful left in it, so I'm ready <laughs> to make myself another one as well. But yeah, thanks very much. We can find you at Brendan Eight Bit on all those socials. Yep, yep. Uh, check out THG every Monday. Yep. Actually, I loved your intro this morning. Fuck shit, fuck. Yeah, I um, I, I usually <laughs> nail that intro every single time, but I burnt that one. But um, you know, Ali's like, leave it, leave it. I'm like, all right, can we just we just kept it rolling? And I, I had the apprentice in the car with me when I was listening to it today, and we both just pissed ourselves off. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> Wait, see, like, keep things real. You know, it's it's raw, unfiltered, and yeah, that was a little little bit of behind the curtain. You know, that's some inside baseball just there. That's it. That's it. Oh, well, as always, guys, thanks again for joining us. Catch me at the Spawny13 on Twitter. Brendan's at, eight, at Brendan8bit. It catches both at WeAre8bit. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. And as always, peace, love, and hugs. And much love. Stay humble and stay hungry. Hey, there it is. Love you guys. Bye.